Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, the first uh, first edition after a Canucks game, if you can call it that. As always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing this fine Monday evening, Clay? Parker, I'm doing 10 goals better than the Canucks, 70 points better than the Denver Broncos. I'm doing fine. I know we're going to dissect this thing, but I'm actually fine. My cast comes off tomorrow after six oh, wow, weeks. Big day. Yeah, it is a big day. I'm I'm zero percent nervous, hundred um, percent more uh, and uh, excited. No, maybe not, but I'm curious because I I don't know how they're going to test how I'm healing if I'm healing. But uh, I'm excited nonetheless, and I go from a cast to a boot, some weight bearing, some crutches, and uh, yeah. But yeah, it is a big day for sure. Just in time to get out there and support the Vancouver Canucks, who clearly need it uh, because <laughs> the season's over. They allowed ten goals to the Calgary Flames last night. Um, yeah. Everybody panic. Uh, uh, of course, we were talking about this beforehand. Uh, lots of there was a lot of discourse, a surprising amount of discourse about a preseason hockey game. Yes, uh, online uh, last night and into this morning, which I thought was funny. Uh, yeah, it was very fun to not track any of it um, and focus on the Seattle Mariners, who are really throwing things in the garbage. Uh, instead, so they're doing, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. So I know we'll get to it, but we'll do the intro first. But yes, so many different angles that we can take, not just about last night's game, but. Yeah, this is this feels real. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was uh, it was it was. I was saying this beforehand. I I, I saw that it was four nothing um, on my phone, and unlike some people, I did not set my alarm for this preseason game when I saw the right. roster that was AHLers against the Calgary Flames, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I it's four nothing, and I'm like, and I have a minute to myself. I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'll just throw the game on just for just for the sake of getting a little bit of excitement into the season. Um, and I put the game on, and then I remembered that um, John Garrett isn't there anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's not as good. But Tomlinson was fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. And, he was good. And then uh, and then Huberto scored a really nice goal. Yeah. And then I got scared that Jonathan Huberto <laughs> might be back uh, because he put up 55 points last year, and Calgary might be okay if he is a 110-point player again. Uh, that's about the only thing that I gleaned from that game last night. Yeah, you know, yeah, there, there's so many places to go. Um, I, I wonder if we should, we should quickly acknowledge a couple of the, and then, then I'll, I'll talk for a couple of minutes. Lucas with a $5 donation. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Carbon result, but preseason. So that uh, the very fair representation of a lot of our fan base. Thank you, Lucas. And Peter acknowledging that he's a member for seven months and Lucas being a member for 14 months. Thank you, guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'll say this, Parker, and then you jump off wherever you want uh, from one of these points. So I, I think the two extremes that you and I were joking about before we came on was, you're right, the sky is falling. Oh, no, we just lost uh, 10 nothing. Um, we've been preaching about a really good start to the season. This must mean we really stink, and, and this is going to be a horrible year, and Tockett's going to be fired within two weeks. Right. That, that's that was exaggeration. approach. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And of course, I'm exaggerating here for the point. The other exaggeration was though, oh, it's just a preseason game. Calgary had their full lineup, which they didn't. They had about a half their lineup, but they're still a lot right. better than us. We had like three guys that might make the team. So, but it was almost uh, under underreacting or over-rationalizing and saying, let's not worry at all, at all, because this is pre Yeah, I worry. Yeah, I'm not worried, but you do want to see a bit more pushback and you'd rather win 10 nothing than lose 10 nothing. How's that? Yeah, of course, and, and I think if the Canucks had won ten nothing yesterday, people would be pretty fired up. Uh, and <laughs> the thing, I think Rick Tockett said it pretty well, um, where he said, "Look, you know, it's not the result that matters, right? Um, but it's the fact that they've been preaching systems work in training camp, mm. uh, and mm. there was seemingly none of that to be found. Uh, and yeah. again, that shouldn't matter if you're one of the top line guys or one of the AHL guys, frankly, right? If if the system is going to work, the system should work farther down the line." Um, yeah. but I mean, the real thing is, you know, the, I mean, Seelovs wasn't good, right? I think really what we should focus on is individual performances, right? Exactly. Uh, and if we think about the people who are actually playing last night, who do we care about? Archer Seelovs is a big one. Um, however, mm -hmm. we talked about him at length last week and how he might be in competition for the backup spot. Now that that is seemingly not on the table and we'll get to Casey Smith later. Yeah. Um, yep. less concerning, right? Because he's going to be playing AHL games this year. Right. So so I'm not that concerned about that. Um, Akito Hirose on the stat sheet, on for zero goals against. He was actually on for one goal against. I saw that, um, yeah. But yeah. hey, 
being out for one goal against, being a dash one in a 10 nothing loss, that's pretty good. Oh, absolutely. And just before, yeah, I like, let's move from, from goaltender out, but just one, one thought about Silovs, uh, or Shilovs, as they're both calling him now on TV and, and the radio, Archer's, Archer's Shilovs, I guess is the proper way to say it. I was a little bit surprised, like, obviously he didn't have the strongest team in front of him, but, and you're not going to blame him for all seven, but there are a couple, I'm not sure you got to see the highlights. There was a, uh, Kadri did a really nice move that I think she loves could have saved. He also let out a, a fat rebound on one of the goals. So again, not his fault completely, but I was, I, I was hoping for a bit more, but I love your point. Um, in the big scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. No one's going to remember this in two weeks because he'll be playing in, in splitting games in Abbotsford with Martin, as opposed to when we're wondering he, when he's going to take the net behind Demko. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing, right? The, the the game doesn't matter as a whole, right? Yeah. Um, and I think we the lineup we saw wasn't surprising, right? The Canucks have six preseason games, uh, basically only two real road ones, right? Yeah. There's the two in Alberta um, that you actually have to fly to, right? The remainder mm-hmm. is two in Vancouver, one in Abbotsford, one in Seattle. Um, so they only have one more real road preseason game, and and it makes a bunch of sense that if you're gonna play your main guys, you know, you're going to get Demko in, you're going to get to Smith in, you're going to get, you know, Pedersen and Besser and Miller and all those guys in. You probably don't want to give them a bunch of travel because the Canucks are the most traveled team in hockey, right? Right. Why wouldn't you use this opportunity to, to give those guys, you know, prolong their travel a little bit. So I imagine Mm -hmm. that, yeah, those main guys, you know, I am hoping we'll see that for those four games or maybe three of the four that we're seeing pretty much NHL roster because you know, we, we talk about this at length. Slow start is unacceptable, yeah. right? We yeah. can't have an 05 and 2. The Canucks need to come out strong and they're going to need to play yeah. the preseason kind of like Calgary did last night, right? They had some of their, mm-hmm. some of their big guns out there. Um, yeah. and, it, and it almost cost them because Huberto went down at one point. <laughs> um, but he did come back and score uh, again. So yeah. he's yeah. fine. He's fine. No, good point. And by the way, Spartan, thank you for the $2 donation. We appreciate you. Structure. And habits. Yes, that's what we're trying to build on Canucks After Dark is good structure mm-hmm. and good habits. You make a good point, though, about um, when when are we going to see a true s- strong lineup? And you think that with the back-to-back on the road, Wednesday and Thursday of this week, and then you're right, the three home games, uh, Vancouver, Abbotsford, Abbotsford uh, Vancouver, you probably let the young guys or the guys on the bubble battle out for maybe one or two games max, and then you're right, the three home games, I think you start to see more of our, our real lineup and if there's any battles to be had they can duke it out there but ultimately yeah you're gonna you're gonna save your millers and Pedersen and hughes i think for for the last three games or so yeah so yeah we i think we're both on the same page that wednesday's yep. game uh, against edmonton edmonton's gonna be playing some of their good players yeah uh, and the Canucks probably won't because <laughs> again why are you gonna why are you gonna ship those guys out there for one yep. night uh if you don't need to yeah and then back to back to seattle right after that correct Yes, yeah, Seattle's the following night, so yeah. you would you would think that it's essentially they're just going to have two rosters and probably minimal players playing on the Wednesday will be yep. playing on that Thursday night in Seattle. Right, and then Saturday, something Friday. Okay, that makes Saturday, sense. Saturday, Wednesday, Friday. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, hey, we just spent like seven minutes talking about a Vancouver Canucks hockey game. We're back. That's, a, that's exciting. And a, and a loss, nonetheless. We're we're in we're in midseason form. Yeah. Imagine if we got to talk about goals, we could talk for nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about a we could talk about Pew Suter's four shots on goal. He did. Wow. Okay, actually, uh, before, but, but yeah. So not to make light or to gloss over, but um, uh, so I don't know if you saw Parker in the highs you watched or you just heard of the six defensemen, and you could argue that none. None of these six defensemen are going to be on the opening uh, night lineup because we know the big five that we always talk about. And then Wolanin nor Breezebaugh also went on this trip. So the, and th- you could argue that one of those two guys are going to play with Myers on, on the third pairing. So you had Hirose, McWard, Juleson, Irwin, uh, Wu, and Rathbone. And only Hirose, as you mentioned, minus one or zero, doesn't matter. He was the only one that did not play poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's not, you know, that's a bit of an indictment. Uh, yeah. So you, how much of the game did you watch? Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm a glutton wow. for punishment, man. I'm going to, yeah, it's going to be a long season. Uh, <laughs> what did you yeah. think that, cause again, I only watched yeah. about the second period. Sure. Um, what were your thoughts on guys like, you know, Matt Irwin, for example, okay. where 
yeah. where he's sort of on the bubble? Great question. So Irwin's got the most experience of, the, of all those guys, of course. And I actually thought, um, Parker, there's one play where he left his man, left his side, and actually joined Rathbone in the far corner uh, and then didn't get back. And it was it was actually his area where the goal got scored. So aside from that one glaring play, I thought, on, I don't know if this is the best way of putting it, aside from Hirose, he was the least offensive. And I don't mean offensive, like scoring. He was the least right. offensive of the other guys. He didn't have a bad uh, you know, giveaway like Jilson. He didn't get walked multiple times like Wu so, um, and, or Rathbone giving up, you know, getting knocked off the play. So I thought Irwin... Uh, um, was the second best defenseman. And you could tell. You could tell that he's an NHL player. He has some poise and he knows what he's doing. I, I know a lot of people thought he had a, a rough game or maybe they're expecting more than him. You got to look at the whole lineup. But I thought he was okay. And I could certainly see him. Uh, I'm not sure if he's number six, Parker, but I think I could see him as being seven, number seven or number eight, like a healthy scratch starting with the big team. Because you remember, a lot of these guys need waivers to clear with a guy like Hirose doesn't. And that's, that's a big factor, actually. Yeah, it makes it a yeah. lot. And and Hurst is a guy you want playing, right? You yes. want him either playing in the NHL or playing in the AHL. I think yeah. we missed it. Coach Rob uh, with five memberships gifted. Thank you very much, oh. Rob. Um, again, it doesn't show up on our list here. Um, oh, thank you, Rob. To Irwin, David, AMD, uh, and Matthew, and I guess one anonymous person who isn't uh, yeah. who didn't share it. Thank uh, you, Coach Rob. And then welcome uh, Ryan, who joined uh, as a member, and then also gifted five memberships. So thank wow. you, Ryan. Those went to Quatrob, Clifford, Corrob. Clint Chow and Safe Studios. So, uh, awesome. yeah, thank you guys very much. Um, yes, season midseason gifting form already. Yes, they are in midseason gifting form. We obviously are not in midseason uh, obser observation form. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for your generosity. Yeah, we're we're excited uh, for uh, for a big year for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, hey, that, that's that's the Canucks game that happened. Yeah. Um, oh, very quickly. Any, yeah. What? Yeah. Other, forwards. What else did you notice? Yeah. So forwards. I, I'll. Um, and Parker, you can tell me if this lines up with what you heard. Mm -hmm. um, Stadnika, uh, Ratu, and Hoglander were probably the best three forwards. Hoglander is funny. He got nailed by this uh, defenseman named Gilbert. And then Irwin then dropped the gloves and, and fought Gilbert. Or, uh, Gilbert won, didn't matter. And then later in the game, it was uh, Hoglander was going back against Gilbert. And it was actually one of those where it was loose puck. And it wasn't dirty, wasn't from behind, but they just kind of collided. But I don't think Gilbert anticipated Hoglander to be as sturdy as he is. And he sent him flying in the boards and he didn't come back. He wow. actually didn't come back. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Hoglander is, is, uh, he's, uh, he's a little spicy out there. And it was, it was made, he made that very clear in Abbotsford. Uh, he, he was, he's a little chippy. He's a little bit of a pest out there. Um, which is fun. It got him in some trouble. He got quite a few penalties in those Abbotsford games I watched, but uh, he is fun. Uh, he is fun to fun to keep track of. Hearing mm. that, you know the names you list there, right? Hoaglander, yes. Studnika, and uh, Ratu. Yeah. Um, they're they're names that you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially Hoaglander uh, and and Ratu. Uh, Studnika. I'm not. I'm not really seeing the place for him in the roster. You know, he's yeah. He's they're singing really... a good camp. Yeah, they're singing at a good camp mm -hmm. though. But is that yeah, enough? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just basing from sort of his his last toy. Year. Um, toy, toy. and sort of the glut of, you know, adding Suter and Bluger and yeah. where's he going to fit in. Fair. Um, but you, of course you want guys to come stand out and, and maybe have a shot to earn a spot and, and put some pressure on. Uh, so that's good. Uh, what about, uh, Pod Colson? Did he stand out? At yeah. All? So yeah, for the wrong reason. So just before I get to Pod Colson, Parker, I, I guess the two guys, the two guys among the 12 forwards that you could see actually being on the team are, were Suter and Joshua and they were just okay, not very noticeable. I'll say that. Pod Colson, unfortunately, was noticeable for the wrong reasons. And he didn't do anything bad, but he didn't do anything of note at all. I don't know what if he has stat line for him. I think it's a bunch of zeros, right? Like uh he didn't uh, do correct. yes. And and I, I think what's frustrating is he's been playing with Miller and Besser on the de facto second line as Hoglanders played with Petey and Kuzmenko. So mm. Hoglander and Colson are getting every opportunity to make an impact at camp during the games. And I grant it, it's only one game, but he was very, very unnoticeable, including eight seconds in, uh, Tanev rocked him into the bench or at the bench, um, kind of a, hey, I remember you type moment. So, yeah, a lot of people, I'm not calling him a bust. I really want him to do well. I really do. But um, nothing last night, nothing to show for. Yeah, and now's the time. You know, it's yeah. We're getting to that point where you know, if you're going to make a step and actually be a, a true NHL player, it's around now. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you got to hope that that he can step it up. And 
Uh, you know, it's not that uh, will it impact the team a lot if he's not up there? Probably not, right? The Canucks have a lot of Correct. wingers, and if he's fitting in as like a, as a third line winger, there's yeah. other players that can fill that role. Um, yeah. But you're just thinking, you know, it would be you, you really need a, a breakout from a couple guys, right? That's mm-hmm. this team. You know, we've talked about how this team is they're a playoff team, and even uh, uh, Jim Rutherford said it. If everything goes right, they're a playoff team, right? Or was it Alvin that said that? One of them said that. Uh, it was Rutherford. Yeah. So if everything goes right, they're a playoff team. Well, one of the things you need to go right is you need people to be, you need, you know, you can look at the roster as we currently have it set up. You need someone to take a step, right? Because if the current roster as it is, is like 50, 50, someone or a couple of people taking a big step, if it's a pod Colson and beating out someone else or a Hoagland or beating out someone else and being better than they would have been, then that's a step that helps everything going right. Um, So the fewer options of that, 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 that happen, make it a bit tougher. Who do you think has the better career when we're when we're still doing Canucks after dark and I'm 59 years old and you're whatever 35? Oh my gosh, that's that's crazy. And then we're looking back and we're saying who had the better career, Niels Hoglander or Vasily Podkolzin? Uh, if you had to guess, be, I think it's going to be Hoglander. He's yeah. he's just he's just shown more um, at at every level essentially, especially the NHL level. Yep, and they'll forever be linked because they were our two draft picks. Top two picks in the Vancouver draft, 2019. Mm. And I, I don't have anything wrong. Like I have no qualms with that pod goals and pick looking back at it. Like yeah. again, he was the de facto number two, number three yeah. a year before that draft. So, yep. you know, hindsight can always be 2020, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, it just hasn't, uh, hasn't worked out. 2020. So I'll take 20 goals and 20. I'll take 10 goals and 20 assists from pod goals. And that would be nice. Oh, okay. Okay. We got time. It's just one game, right? That's the, just one game. That's our of theme. Course. Just one yeah, game. and that's the thing, guys. We have we have to fill an hour with one hockey game of info. All right, we and all of training camp. To be fair, um, and, and a of trade. Course, Casey yeah. DeSmith. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Carol coming out with five memberships. Also, uh, wow. Thank you very much, Carol. Those go to Jonathan uh, Aoun. I don't want to pronounce that wrong. Uh, sorry if I did. Uh, yeah. Zhao, Smooth eighteen, and Scott. Just Scott. Wow. We're gonna have more members than people in here. That's awesome. That yeah, maybe. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you to everyone who has uh, who's come through there. Uh, much appreciated. Um, yeah. Anything else from the game last night that stood out to you? Uh, I mean, we saw a little bit of Zach Sachenko. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a. You know, he allowed what was it? Th- three. three goals on eight shots. Yeah. Um, better save percentage than Seelovs. Who allowed <laughs> seven on eighteen. Uh, yeah, only 26 shots against and 10 goals. That is, uh, <laughs> that is not ideal. Yeah. And, you know, I saw, I saw a couple of people upset. Um, why did Calgary dress strong, uh, such a strong lineup? Well, cause you got to sell tickets and you have to, uh, uh, for the exact same reason we're saying Vancouver did not send a good lineup. It was on the road. This was a game at home. So yeah, just picture when the Canucks open up their, you know, when they play this Saturday, hosting Edmonton, you're going to see a pretty, pretty good roster, at least. And probably a pretty weak Edmonton roster. Yeah, exactly. Again, you know, you're, if you're only going to play McDavid in two preseason games, let's say, why would you, why would you ship him elsewhere? Right. Why would you make him play on the road uh, when you can play at home and, uh, and you can make a little bit extra revenue. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, Calgary, uh, you know, Markstrom versus Shilovs Shilovs are already, you can tell that Calgary had a much better roster. So, I'm not, I'm not basing it on just last night's game, Parker, because they even though they didn't play, just like we didn't play any of our stars, Uyghur didn't play, Zadorov didn't play, Backlund didn't play. There's so some of their good players didn't play. Um, I must admit, I keep overlooking Calgary. We keep talking about how disappointing Vancouver season was last year. Yeah. Calgary, I, there's isn't that weird stat they lost 15 one like one one goal games or something. Oh, did they? That's not so good. yeah they only and they only missed the uh, the playoffs by two points so they don't. They only had to win one. Uh, what are we talking about? Two or three of those, and they're in their playoffs. So we talk about Vegas, Edmonton, L.A. for sure, and then we are hope to be in this next mix of teams of Seattle. Uh, and I keep talking. I keep hearing about Calgary because I don't like them, but, but I don't know. Maybe it's six teams battling for four, or if not five spots. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy, um, yeah. especially you get, like Matt Coronado coming out and and <laughs> lighting it up. Yeah. Um, no, that's not ideal either. So. Yep. Yeah, Calgary again. Don't want to base too much of a ten nothing game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Calgary's year last year was really tanked by Huberto, and they have a goalie in Jacob Markstrom who can, you know, he can rally a team. He can be good for a while. 
Yeah. Um, so Calgary's not Calgary's not done. Um, no. they, they definitely are, are still in the mix. Right. 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 Do you like Calgary? By the way, their 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 team, their players. No. But do you hate them? <laughs> I dislike them. Yeah, they're my least favorite team, actually. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah, they might be. Might be yours might too. Be. There's after Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Bedard won't uh, swing it for you a little bit, at least. I'll like him. Yeah. <laughs> until he does something to make me not like him, which I'm sure will happen um, at some point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Wow. All right. Can't be so, any worse, right? Uh, we, yeah. All of all of training camp happened since yep. we last have have chatted. Um, I That's mean, true. the big notes were, of course, Hoaglander getting that uh, that Pedersen Kuzmenko treatment on yep. that top unit during all of camp. Um, yeah. Do you think that's them giving him a legitimate shot to try to make a, a top six role, or do you think that's strictly Ilya Mikheyev placeholder? Uh, I, I, bit of column A, bit of column B. I think if Mikheyev is not ready to start the season and it doesn't help that he's, you know, he missed training camp uh, with, with that personal issue. So um, yeah, maybe because who else are you going to put there? I think Besser is tied to Miller's hip. I yeah. think they like Garland with Suter. And if they like Bovillier with, um, uh, I guess, Bluger, because you know how we keep talking about talking like pairs. Then if that pair is PD Kuzmenko, then who do you put there? Uh, Hoglander, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I, you never know if they're trying to keep lines together, right? And yeah. Thinking, well, McKay, maybe McKayev's going to miss the first couple of games of the year, so we're going to put Hoaglander there, and yeah. that way we don't have to shift anyone else around. Again, that Good scares point. me because like, I want you guys your best lineup every game. Whether yeah. that's Hoaglander or not is irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see how that turns out. Do you remember last year there were a couple games, Parker, where – PD actually played between Hoglander and Podkolzin. They just put that line together. Yeah, it was interesting. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I do remember that because I, I was hopeful. You had your 2017 first rounder plus your 2019 first and 2019 second. But uh, much like the rest of the team, well, PD was fine last year, but the rest of the team didn't do that much. So, yeah, but I do think uh, it's a Hoglander spot until McKay gets back. I really do. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Arshdeep Baines? Yeah, getting some, he, he got some time with uh, with Garland and Suter in camp. Yeah, he's a name that you know we've always rattled off all the guys battling for those two or three winger spots, even after Tanner Pearson got traded. But um, but he's never yeah. been one that I've actually strongly considered to be. Me too. Yeah, competing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is is he could he could really surprise some people and and imagine if. Podkolzin continues to struggle or, or whatever, you could see Baines be a 12th, 13th, 14th forward for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and that's what's nice about having all these this sort of all these guys who are sort of in between, right? Yeah. A couple if a couple of them stand out in camp, right? That's a big win. Right. It just takes a couple of those, you know, sort of glut of eight guys sure. to excel, and then now you have an extra piece that's useful. And, um, yeah, I didn't expect it to be Baines, um, yeah. but it's you know sort of like a Niels Amon situation last year, right? Uh, right. You, know, you get an extra guy who can come in, maybe he'll play twenty games or something like that, and and yeah. can be a good piece for you. And of the AHL guys, I would say that Baines has like even uh, he didn't play last night, but McDonough, Klim uh, Klimovich, and Sasson, they didn't do that much. So yeah. um, I think Baines is kind of in that weird spot where he's not as good as obviously the the main guys, but I think he's separated himself a little bit. And yeah, by by being placed with two bonafide NHLers, um, maybe he gets a look on one of these next two games. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that would be a good. It would be a good homegrown story for sure. Yeah, uh, yep. if he can break into the league. Yep, yeah. And then there's uh, uh, yeah. I guess Blue, uh, Bluger and Suter. So Suter played last night was quite unnoticeable, like many guys. So I'm interested to see what Bluger does. Okay, four and... shots. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't remember any of them. Okay, you you should be deleting this game from your memory. <laughs> well, I'm deleting it from my PDR, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, but yes, um, and then oh, I guess we should talk about the defense because uh, Rick Tockett went on um, the first day and said he doesn't like playing a left shot guy on the right side. Although, right. yeah, so then he had Hughes with Juleson day one, then he had Hughes with Susie on day two, and apparently they really struggled in the scrimmage. Together. Yeah, which is not ideal. Uh, you don't want to be hearing that. You, you, you <laughs> shouldn't be struggling with anybody. He played with Luke Shen all last year. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I. 
that's the thing like the right versus left um I, I, when you're playing at that high of a level i don't yeah. know how much of a difference it makes for some of these guys i know for myself i used to always say whenever i'd like play for a new team be like oh i could play whichever side on d yeah uh, and yeah. then i would always say that and i always thought that and then i started playing my strong side and it's so yeah. much easier, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> uh, maybe there's some method to uh, why coaches prefer that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it's it, uh, it, it, it it causes some problems though. It, exactly. And and all this time, Parker, for the last month, we've been talking about presuming one of Cole or Susie would flip over to the right, and therefore we're looking at this left shot third spot, right? Of Wolanin, Rizbal, Hirose, Rathbone, Irwin. But imagine if it's if it's actually Hughes, Cole Susie on the left, and then it's Hronik Myers. Good thing we're not trading him, I guess, now. And then who's your third guy? Is it Jolson? Is it Wu? Is it McWard? Right. Well, yeah, it gets it gets a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? I guess we gotta I, see Cole and Susie play. Uh, yeah, you gotta see him play. I mean, for me, I, I want my best six players out there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like again, I do I think, you know. I don't know. Do I think someone is better than Cole McWard? Probably yeah. even on the wrong side. Yeah. It's, it's tricky, but I think you gotta, you gotta play the better player most yeah. of the time. I still want to see Hughes with Cole. Cause apparently Cole had a really, really good training camp, but he never played on, on Hughes's side. Cause Cole was playing on the left. Yeah. Um, it feels like something we'll, we should see experimented. Um, but if they didn't yeah. try it in camp, it makes it a little, Maybe less likely. Yeah. But a Cole, what they did do is Cole Hronick, and that sounds like a really good pairing, actually, if Cole's playing mm-hmm. well. Yep, yep. Oh, we'll see. I guess we sure will. We sure yep. will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sad that this, because I was looking, I was like, oh, it was a game Wednesday. That's one I can pay attention to. But again, they're on the road, so it's probably not going to be that interesting. Yeah. Um, but the Saturday game, that'll be one Big. to maybe pay attention to. <laughs> Big, yes, big, game. very important. Big. Make or break for the season. You should go to Abbotsford one. Would you? I could. Uh, think about those. They usually are expensive. <laughs> I remember really? the Abbotsford one last year was really expensive because it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the only game that'll be in Abbotsford that year. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was it was quite a bit pricier. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I haven't looked they, at this one though. Yeah, they don't even include it in our in our packages for season tickets. So. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Hmm. Do you go to the preseason ones when they're in your season ticket package? So they are part of it. We we technically pay for them, but I I've learned Parker just not to expect to to make any like not even to yeah. make to even recoup. We just give them away. Or in fact, I gave away one pair on my live stream last night just because. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things, um, and you you don't you almost don't feel just in charging someone full for a preseason game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit much. Yeah, yeah. Which game is the one in Abbotsford? The 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 middle one of this the 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 fifth game of I think it's Seattle. Yeah, it's the Seattle they game. Even, they don't even have it on like if I go Canucks.com single game tickets, it's not even there. What? I don't even know where you'd buy these tickets. Okay, while you're looking that up, website either. Oh, weird. <laughs> I'll acknowledge Lucas's donation. Thank you, Lucas, for the five dollar dono. The franchise known as the Wenatchee Wild had yet another situation on their hands. Uh, this time their coach, yes, uh, Kevin Constantine, I think, um, in the news again for the wrong reasons. I don't know all, everything about mm. it, but probably not good if he's suspended before or under investigation before the season ever starts, even starts. Yeah, secondhand, I'm looking. These tickets are 52 US dollars for the cheapest ones at Abbotsford. What? Yeah, that's. Uh... Oh, unless Abbots, unless Abbotsford season ticket holders get. First teams. Oh, that would make they sense. Get all of them. Yeah, maybe there's just no single yeah. games for sale. Interesting. That would make sense. That might make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lucas, for that donation. Thank you. Yeah. 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 All right. What do you want to talk about next? Should talk about the trade? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, it was six days ago at this point. Uh, of course, the timely, timely trade from Alvin, who's been making so many like Friday moves that, uh, and sometimes yeah. Sunday moves, which would be great for us. <laughs> um, to do it on a Tuesday is just rude. Um, Tanner Pearson uh, yeah. is gone. I, we talked about how the Canucks had to make some sort of move uh, on, on a winger side, and I said yeah. Bavillier is my choice. Me too. You, you said the same thing. Uh, and they went with Tanner Pearson. And honestly, I didn't hate the idea of trading Tanner Pearson. I just didn't think they'd do it. 
Yeah. Um, especially coming off of an injury. Like it, it feels kind of like a weird trade to make. Yeah. Um, Cause you don't know if he'll even be able to play uh, right away. Although he says he's ready. Uh, sure. So the trade is Tanner Pearson and it was what a 2025 third round pick. Correct. Uh, and in return, the Canucks get backup goaltender Casey or goaltender, not necessarily backup, but he will be the backup mm-hmm. here. Uh, Casey DeSmith, who is, what is he, 32 years old? He is, yep, yep. He is 32 years old, uh, just turned 32. He's got 134 NHL games, the career save percentage of a 9-12, which yeah. is better than Spencer Martin and yeah. Archer Silas. Yes, and I remember, I, I was just looking, I just looked it up to make sure. I remember I texted you on Tuesday saying, um, I said, good job on your Pearson video. It's funny. In both of our videos today, we both referenced Canucks After Dark extensively because it's, it's true. They break the trade. We basically didn't even turn off our computers yet. And then and then it was all stuff that kind of we were talking about just 12 hours prior. And it was this yeah. whole glut at four. What are they going to do? They need some money. Da, da, da. And then we're debating the you know who's going to be the backup goaltender. Gosh, that's going to be such an intriguing battle. It was just yeah. so funny. Yeah, they just... So Patrick Alvin watched our show on Monday and he said, how can I make half of this irrelevant immediately? Uh, and that's exactly what he did. He made half of our last week's show irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, it still did very well. Thank you guys for watching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we each made a video on our own channels that I, yeah. I don't know how yours did. Mine did well. Yeah, uh, good. And it was, and it was, it was, you know, it was a fun one to make. Um, yeah. And I, we agreed that it was a good trade for three reasons uh, salary cap, backup goaltender, relieve the glut of forward. And we could talk about each of those three points, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, if you start with, start with first the subtraction, right? Which is Tanner yep. Pearson, who is, noticeably slower than like he's not he doesn't he can't really keep up as well as he used to be able to and now he's coming off this hand injury that you know might impact the strengths of his game which is you know winning the occasional battle making a good pass and and being a a decent line mate essentially Mm -hmm. um so who knows who what player he's going to be able to be this year i'm sure he'll be fine um but he's the you know he he had there's some risk attached to him yeah. Um, so if you, if they had to get rid of one winger and we said it was going to be Bavillier or Garland or Besser or Pearson, yeah. uh, and we knew it wouldn't be Besser. Um, <laughs> and I've been advocating for it to not be Garland. So I'm sure I'll even watch that video too. <laughs> he um, watches all our stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're, we're from the outside. We are manipulating this team. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I honestly, Tanner Pearson being the one that has to go uh, just to start with that point, uh, works for me yeah 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 i agree with that and uh it's funny and it's not and i know this will be our next point it's not like his salary cap is insignificant like 3.2 that's it's a lot of money we, we'll talk about the mechanics of how it uh it actually helps because yeah we'll talk about that in a second but for pearson himself i i i know you and i both said he's kind of like rick Tockett's kind of player he's north south dependable low maintenance all those things but uh, you're right he was really slowing down last year before he got injured so um uh, you know you never want to wish ill will especially on a guy who's left your organization after playing loyally here for a few years and and going through some drama but i'm not sure how much he has left in the tank i really don't before this trade was made if if i had said the canucks are trading tanner pearson do you think he has positive value or negative value coming out of that trade? Like, would the Canucks uh, have to add to move that contract? Great point. Uh, so without being biased, let's pretend I don't know what the return was. If you told me that we were going to get rid of Tanner Pearson, I would I would say that you'd have to add something to make that trade happen. And I and not to jump to conclusion, but uh, I, don't, I wouldn't have guessed you'd get a return as good as we did, quite frankly. Right. Yeah, I looked yeah. at that. I, I, you know, I saw... When I thought about trading Tanner Pearson, I was thinking... Yeah, you might be able to move him for nothing. Mm-hmm. You might like you might be able to get him get future considerations for him. But you look at the winger market where it's been at this year. Yeah, uh, you know, there's options out there that like still that you could get for cheaper than than Tanner Pearson, most likely. Yeah, uh, or at least there were up until the middle of August. Like <laughs> the yeah. winger market has been dead. So the yeah. fact that you know they were able to only have to package a third with Tanner Pearson to get rid mm-hmm. of him and a 2025 third at that, right? We're talking about a player who might play games if he ever does in 2029, yeah. right? So real ways down the line, right? Right. Um, and in return, they get a actual dependable backup goalie, right? Yep. 
uh, yep. a player who, uh, like I said, you know, he played what 38 games for the Penguins last year, had his yep. worst year ever with a 905 save percentage, much better than like that's about that's about what league average was last year, by the way. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's yeah, totally good. Uh, and yep. his previous year, 26 games a 914. Year before that, 912. Mm-hmm. Year before that, 916. And then his first year, 921. Like he's wow. It, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been a starter. <laughs> Uh, at any point, I mean, he's been with Pittsburgh's organization uh, forever, yeah. and they've been pretty blessed with goaltending. Yeah. Um, so those are good numbers. Those are good numbers. And by the way, if anyone's wondering, because I, I know a few people that were, well, if he's played five years for Pittsburgh, he went there undrafted, correct, Parker? He's undrafted. Uh, that is correct. So if people are wondering, well, how the heck did he get to Montreal? He got to Montreal in that big three-way deal: San Jose, Pittsburgh, Montreal, Eric Carlson, Jeff Petrie. Others, yeah. but yes, that's how he was in Montreal. And apparently, I read—I only read one article, so it might not be completely true. But apparently, he was not happy to get traded to Montreal. But that was because of a family situation. I think him and his wife or girlfriend or partner were expecting, and it was just a tumultuous time to move. But he seems pretty happy about coming out here. Yeah, um, and the thing is, so you go back to the trade itself, right? So the Canucks, yeah. the, and you sort of mentioned off the top, it solves really two of their big or it solves all three problems that they had right yeah. too many wingers yep no cap space yeah. uh and a iffy backup goalie <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. they get a backup goalie who i mean look they've had some bad luck with backup goalies lately right you know you can think of you know halak as one example and he wasn't the guy they expected him to be mm-hmm. not his fault just age um, sure sure and, and you know Casey smith he's he's 32 right he's not young in nhl terms but for a goalie it's not super old and he only has 134 games of nhl you know wear and tear right Mm. throw in another 100 or so in the ahl right he's only played about 240 pro hockey games he doesn't have a lot of you know a lot of wear and tear in his belt like that's that's like four Martin Brodeur seasons. <laughs> like it's, it's really not that much, uh, not that much playing time. So you got to hope that, you know, he'll hold up pretty well. Uh, yep. And yeah, it really, like this trade, I mean, the, the cost of a 2025 third is absolutely negligible to me. I saw lots of people yep. saying like, Oh, you're giving up quality draft capital. Not yeah. really. Uh, let's be real. Uh, the, like may, you're, you're throwing away a lottery ticket, a lottery ticket of a guy with a 15% chance of making yeah. it. Yeah, I know you. You went hard on that point on your video, which which is a perspective I appreciated because, um, yeah, a lot. You're right, Parker. A lot of people it added to their narrative, their anti-Benning, anti-Rutherford, anti-basically trade picks narrative, and I, I I I get that argument, but yeah, we're not talking about a first or second rounder, which obviously intuitively makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're talking about a pick that. Again, this is a team that is supposed to be a playoff team, especially after next season when this pick will be, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about 80th overall here, right? Yeah. 80 to 90th yeah. overall. There are some yeah. gems there. Don't get me wrong. And if you have good scouts, you can get some value there. Yeah. But uh, again, as for just pure value-wise, that's not a super hard pick to recoup, right? Yeah. You, If the Canucks are out of the playoffs, you can trade Tyler Myers at the deadline and get that, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you'll, yeah. you'll be okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the salary cap. So uh, the salary and what's uh, uh, a very important point to note. So yes, Pearson made 3.25 and then of course DeSmith makes 1.6, but then as 1.8. So there's a difference of 1.45. So you say, okay, that's what you save in cap, but don't forget you also have to add either Martin or Seelovs' cap to that technically because he's replacing them. So really you could argue that this move kind of, there's a, it makes $2 million of room as opposed to 1.45. I know that's a weird way of looking at it, but it's true mm-hmm. because he's taking up one of those roster spots as well. Yeah, the Canucks cap space is now projected to be negative $2 million, basically on the, on the money, uh, yep. $1.997 million. Yep. Um, however, with um, Tucker Pullman's $2.5 million on LTIR, the Vancouver Canucks have effectively half a million dollars in cap space with, I believe, 22 players on the roster. Um, and of course it depends, you know, this is based on cap friendly who they are considering will be on the roster, um, opening night, but you know, you replace, let's say you put pod Colson up and put someone else down that makes slightly more. There's obviously ways to make more room or less room. Obviously on LTIR, you want to be as close to the ceiling as possible, uh, to accumulate that LTIR space. But, um, actually Parker, I just did a quick, quick 
count. Yes, it, it, they do list 22, but they don't include Mikheyev, whose salary is included in there. So that they're actually mm. at 23, but they have them listed as IR right now. That's okay. why. Interesting. So that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, yeah. the Canucks are, yeah, they're, I mean, they're cap compliant. They yeah, did it. Not a lot they, of wiggle room, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was my that was my, my thumbnail of my video. Just, oh, the salary problems are solved. Uh, it's that easy. So, you know, we'll take it. <laughs> And and I think we made the point too. Like when you're talking about the six defensemen or the the eleven and twelve forwards, those guys are all making between seven hundred eighty five grand and nine hundred and fifty grand. So yeah, yeah, no one hundred or two hundred grand either way is not gonna put us over the cap. So you're right, our salary cap problems are are solved. We just have no wiggle room to do anything. But at least uh, at least we can start the season with a full roster. But- yeah. Um, Jarhead brings up, uh, I don't know why Parker's always disregarding picks. And if you look at me historically, you know, that is absolutely false. because uh, <laughs> I have always been against trading picks. Uh, but would you look at it different if they gave up mm. Hunter Brustovich or Daniel Klimovich instead, both are third round picks. Mm. Um, here's the thing. Daniel Klimovich, um, for one is a lot closer to playing than a 2025 third round pick. When was Klimovich drafted? 2020? Uh, 20. Yes. Or 2020. So yeah, one of the two. five years of difference there. Right. Um, right. We're talking about, a, again, a 2025 third round pick is going to be probably a winger. You can pick up for 900 K at some yeah. point, right? Like Daniela, do I think Daniela Klimovich is going to be a full-time NHLer? I don't know. I, I kind of doubt it. Right. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like we can, we've been hyped up about him and, and things like that, but, uh, and I know, I, I honestly, to be fair, I know basically nothing about, about Hunter. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to go back to the last name. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, like to good. be fair, I, the thing is, I think Klimovich's current value is higher than a third round pick. Um, but the thing is you, right. you named two third round picks here, right? Uh, you didn't list, let's see, uh, what are some other good names? Uh, I mean, Tyler Madden, that'd be a bad example. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like Guillaume Brisebois, if they had traded Brisebois, I'd be fine with that. Right. Uh, right Nikita Trampkin, right. Cole Castles, uh, David Hosnick. These are all their third round picks from the past. Right. Who's David um, Hosnick? I don't know. He, they picked him <laughs> 71st overall in 2011. Right. Like the thing is, uh, the thing is, I don't have more examples because the Canucks usually don't have third round picks. Yeah. Um, but like Will right, Lockwood, right. for example, right? Like these are guys who are essentially in the mix of sort of the glut. Uh, and at, at that point, you know, there's it's it's draft capital and it does have value. However, it also has value to be below the salary cap and to right. have a backup goalie when you are, uh, you know, essentially you don't have one and you're a 50 50 chance of making the playoffs. Having a backup, yeah. having Casey to Smith playing 27 games, let's say, instead of Archer Seelovs or Spencer Martin, probably Spencer Martin playing 27 games, that's probably like six to eight points in yep. the standings. That's yep. a huge deal and way more of an impact than a third round pick in 2025 will ever have for this team. Right. So, yeah, and I, and I know Jarhead from outside of a uh, very smart guy, uh, understands his stuff. So I, I, I do, mm-hmm. and I think Parker does, we do have time for that argument. For, I can't speak for Parker, but I think he, he too, we have time for that argument for sure. You never know what a third round pick is going to be, but I think we're talking about the timing of this pick where he won't be an impact player, if at all, until 28, 29. And by then, the Canucks are going through another cycle of whatever. And yeah, the DeSmith, you, you got to give up a little bit of quality or a little bit of potential to get someone like DeSmith who you know Rick Tockett's thrilled now. You know Ian Clark's thrilled. You know the players are thrilled because they have a bona fide backup now, a guy where they're not freaking out if, if Demko goes down. Um, and that that's huge. You're right. It's at least six to eight points, I think, in the in the standings. And mm-hmm. that's that's what the Canucks need. They well, they need about fifteen more to make the playoffs. <laughs> Unless he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then hindsight will take all this right. back. Also, yeah, yeah BLT was right. Klimovich was a high second, not yeah. a third. Um, which yeah, and to finish, uh, uh, any, uh, uh, in all fairness, Jarhead says, that's fair. I just find that when you attach names to it, it changes the sentiment. Yeah, that's good. That's true. Sure. Um, and you can always pull, uh, you can always pull names to, to strengthen your argument either way, but that's totally fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to pick a random draft. Let's go back to 2019. Uh, yep. I'm going to pull up 2019 third rounders. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight have ever played NHL games. Eight out of thirty-two. Um, yeah, eight yep. out of the thirty. Yeah, that was whatever. It was. That was thirty-one at that point. Okay, uh, there was no Seattle yet. Uh, oh, yeah, the stupid. most 
no one's play, only one guy's played more than 40 games. Who? Uh, and that is Alexi Protoss in Washington. Oh, yeah, that um, guy. That guy. Yeah. But like the yeah. thing is, I mean, let's go farther back because maybe, you know, still too, too soon. Uh, 2015, um, Keegan Colasar. Uh, the only mm-hmm. name on this list is Anthony Sorelli, basically. Right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, you are an Aiden Hill and Sam Montembeau. Right. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, third rounders, like, again, it's a lottery ticket, 15% of having a real NHL player. Right. Um, you know, you know what my the quick aside, my memory is uh, Montembeau. I think he was in net, or at least for some of the game when the Canucks made that crazy comeback against Montreal. Remember they were losing like five nothing, and then they came up to go up six five, and then Montreal went up seven. Oh, it was why well, I, I might have the numbers wrong, but that was a nutso game. That was a nutso game, and Montembeau was in net. But that's that doesn't mean he's bad. Yeah, Montembeau's not very good, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he's not as good oh. as Casey DeSmith. Right, right, right. So there we go. Uh, that great, that's a great summation of the trade. We like it in both individually and collectively because it solves the glut at winger. It saves you over $2 million in cap space when you consider you have to send a goalie down. And um, you have a bonafide backup goaltender, which I think uh, of immediate interest is, is the most important part for this team that so desperately wants to make the playoffs. Yeah, and you won't feel that impact much in October. Uh, yep. I think most of the back-to-backs come late October into November. Um, yeah. But those will be big to have uh, you know, a guy like uh, a real decent goalie um, yeah. to fill that role. Uh, that's a pretty good one-two punch. Demko to Smith, I mean, that's, yep. that's two good goalies. Yep, it makes it, uh, I think it shoots them to you know, the, the top of the Pacific Division goal, t- like the tandems. You can argue if Markstrom's still better than Demko or, you know, whatever, uh, and, that, and that's fair. But as a tandem, that you can't get much better than that in our division, which I, which I love. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. I think Calgary might have a better tandem, but... Who's I, their backup? I, they have Vladar still, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and he... Although he only put up an 895 last year. He actually struggled. I thought he was mm. better than he seems to be. Although he is still young. He's only 26. Okay. Yep. Very good. All right. Um, we have about 15 minutes left, folks. So now's a good time We're for some questions uh, as we are in the middle of now, I guess we're in hockey season. So we've got, uh, for preview's sake, we've got si- uh, five more preseason games. Next Monday, the second, uh, is our uh, essentially going to be our, is that going to be our prediction show? No, and we then, said we could actually oh, we push it the all the way to things. Yeah, the ninth. Okay. Yeah. And then what are we doing next week? Next week's just preseason wrap up we'll know some lines we should see some real players play on saturday uh so that will be good yeah next season uh, next season (laughs) next monday we'll be talking about three if not four games three three yes three um and and at least a home game yes one home game and the one against the crack and i imagine some some starters will get game time as well which would be lovely yeah yeah good and then we go laugh about how we pummeled Edmonton ten nothing. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I'll, maybe not. I'll I'll take the I'll take the under on that. If <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I, last I thing, and then we'll happen. last thing, then we will get to everyone's questions. So if we say that the backup goaltender is now not uh, a storyline, right? A battle. Yep. Yeah, a battle. Um, I'll ask you one more time because um, six defensemen. Or 11th, 12th forward. It's the defenseman. It's yeah. the, especially with this left right wrinkle that the Canucks now have to deal yeah. with, um, where, you know, they're having some issues. Um, and they had some issues defensively last night. Uh, again, mm-hmm. not really related to the players that'll be on the team. But yep. um, yeah, it's, it'll be really interesting to see who, who cracks the roster. Um, mm hmm. I have a, I have a feeling we're going to see like Matt Irwin opening night or something like that. I do too, actually, because it seems yeah. like such an easy move. Yeah, and then I think Wolanin will be the the seventh because yeah. Hirose you can send to Abby without the risk of losing him to waivers and just just let him marinate, let him cook there, and then once he's ready and once the injury calls and and you think he's going to come, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. As much as I love him, I don't yeah. think he's, he makes the team. Yeah. And I don't like that as the, again, it's not what I'm, I'm hoping will happen. I, I just, 
that just feels like a, the classic, a classic sort of Rick Tockett esque coach move yeah. um, would be. Oh, I want the veteran guy as my number six. I don't want this young Hirose guy, right? Like, yeah. you know, who knows? So, yeah. indeed, indeed. All right, All ten right. minutes of questions. All right, Peter says if the Canucks are fully healthy, uh, well, the, no team's fully healthy, but let's yeah. assume you know the top players stay in the lineup for the majority of the year. Uh, decent PK and defense. Can they make some noise in the playoffs? They've shown they can score. Demko has shown he can win you games. I, th- mm. I, I don't think you're going to see much noise this year. Uh, again, I don't like the idea of like getting anything can happen. I think the team needs to get in the playoffs a couple times before you're going to see them get that experience and actually build off of it. Yeah. Um, do they have the pieces to have some potential? Sure. Again, the penalty kill was atrocious last year. Being better would help. Uh, Demko does have the ability to steal you games. But most other teams also have goalies that can steal games. Most other teams also have a decent PK. Most other teams are better <laughs> than the Vancouver Canucks are, <laughs> right? You look at, you know, are they going to make noise against a, a Colorado or against an Edmonton? They'll be in pretty tough. Um, yeah. So I don't see it. Uh, I think this team needs to worry about getting in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can't we can't keep doing this the same song and dance. Yeah, I agree with you. And there's a whole PD situation looming too. But um, I I just don't see them yet getting out of the Pacific Division. Sure, they might win a round, their first round matchup, but then you have to win a second round to actually get out of the division. And can they knock off Edmonton and Vegas, for instance, in back to back series? Or if they're you're right, if they're wild card, they could end up getting stuck playing Colorado or Dallas in the first round, depending on how the yeah. crossover works. So. Um, to, to put two of those series back to back, very challenging. But yeah, I, I remember just when we met, the feeling of, of the bubble, it's pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. Or did we meet after that? No, it didn't matter. Uh, it was it was after that. Right after that. Okay. It was the I started the year after after the fun part is when oh, I started. Yeah. yeah, great job. It's because of you. Yeah, it's my bad. <laughs> uh, will Oliver Ekman Larson hit 50 points? I say no. I also say no. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> although he did get a point or two points last night. What? In, in preseason. Uh, I think he got a point. Lockwood scored. What? <laughs> it was like all the all the former Canucks. Um, wow. I'll see if I can actually. I think I have it right here. Uh, it's not loading. Uh, okay. So Ekman Larson had three assists. Um, what was the score of the game? Forsling had two assists and Lockwood had an assist. So So X Canucks outscored the Canucks six to nothing last night from one game from one game. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Was Lockwood Um, part of, I can't remember which trade Lockwood is part of. No, he's in full. He's in Florida. Who did we get Josh Bloom for? I'm so confused. I don't remember. We we had all those. Oh, Bloom came over for Stillman. I remember that. Bloom came over for Stillman. Lockwood was for Kravsov. Oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, then he immediately was a UFA, I guess, and went to uh, went to Florida, right? True. And Kravtsov so, uh, gone to the K, but at least we have his rights. <laughs> right. And he's got five points in five games. Who? Kravtsov. What, for what team? Uh, for... Chelyabinsk Tractor. <laughs> uh, it is his best he's ch- ever been on in the KHL. I used to have oh. a Chelyabinsk Tractor when I was on the front. No, that's uh, that's tough. Yeah, so he's okay. uh, he's producing, I guess. So that's great. Okay, we'll get back to some questions here. Uh, Wolf Girl, <laughs> yeah. uh, I really don't think the defense is as good as it needs to be. I think it's overhyped again. Do you think the D is actually good enough to get out of mediocrity this year? I think the D is better. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know if it's as good as it needs to be. Um, I think we're talking about maybe a top twenty-two NHL defense, maybe top twenty-four. I think Quinn Hughes <laughs> and Philip Hironic are are really doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yes, for the skill level of that decor. The reason that we think the D might be good enough to get out of mediocrity is the forwards theoretically should be able to put up some goals. And the two goaltenders back there should be able to make some saves. So mm-hmm. the defense, hopefully, as if they are, because I think once you get past Hughes and Heronic, there may be like, yeah, like 20, 
20th, 22nd, bottom four. Um, but those top yep. two really bring that up. So maybe they're like the 17th best defense in the NHL. Sure. That's good enough if you have the 10th best forward group and the 10th best goaltending tandem. Right. Uh, and I think that's sort of what the Canucks are hoping for here. And I understand Wolf Girl's uh, concern. I really do, considering mm-hmm. this has been the Achilles heel, along with health. Achilles heel of our and team PK. has been... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a few. <laughs> there's, there's, they always have too many heels. <laughs> yeah, too many, yeah, they have more than two feet, apparently. But but I really think Hronik's going to be... Uh, um, uh, a wild card in a good way because we only saw him for four games and I, let's not read too much into it but i i did no, notice him when he's in detroit the guy's a good player i think he's gonna be a stud actually i think yeah. he's gonna be much closer to, the, to hughes than he is to the the bottom of our lineup so yeah um i i think him alone helps a lot and then you're basically bringing in susie and and cole for shen and i guess stillman and oel basically yeah and that's yep. an upgrade to me me too. Not Me too. a huge one, but it is yeah. a slight upgrade. That that Heronic upgrade is the biggest one, though. Yeah, yeah. I like this one. Kind of off topic. Uh, you have any words of advice for Karan as he leaves for New York Saturday to Tuesday? Watching Bills Dolphins, sweet, and then the Seahawks Giants on Monday night. Wow. Uh, have fun. Yeah, that would be have you know that have a good time. That sounds Those excellent. Are- yeah, that, that first game especially. Second game's nice because it's Seattle, but the first game looks really, really good. Have fun, buddy. Bring mm-hmm. us up back. Yeah. Yes. That's our advice. <laughs> uh, Edmund says, how confident are you in Casey DeSmith compared to Holtby or Halak? Uh, I was pretty confident in both of them. I was <laughs> wrong about both of them. Casey DeSmith is younger than both of them were at those times, though. Wow. Um, I think that will be helpful. The Holtby one's interesting. Remember when he came in and we presumed it was to back up Demko, but then... Didn't he start the first two games or something? I remember. I yeah, we were ready so. to anoint Demko right after Markstrom left, right after the bubble. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. Holtby was bad. He put up <laughs> eight eight eighty nine here, and then he went to Dallas the next year and had a nine thirteen, um, and then he didn't play last year. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm confident too. I I, I echo your confidence. Actually, wait. He isn't younger than Holtby was at the time. Holtby's only thirty four. He's turning thirty five this year. He just he looks so old because of his, well, his beard. I just feel so. He feel. I feel like he's been around forever. Because well, he <laughs> wow. broke into the league when he was 20, yeah. 21. Yeah. He broke into the league, which I guess helps as a goalie because usually goalies don't until they're like twenty five. Sure. Good question from Justin. With all the talk of Pods being a potential bust, uh, his words, not mine. With his underwhelming performance since coming to the league, do you think there's still hope for him, or is a better fit somewhere else? So this is his twenty two year old season. Mm as a winger yep yeah it's not it's not too late um yep. but it's getting close the thing is yeah. there's no reason not to keep him around really right like he's an rfa after this year like what's he gonna sign for yeah right? he's, he's getting right. a raise he's not getting a raise um right. yeah i mean the only threat with him being like going going back to russia but i don't think he wants to do that mm-hmm. um I, again i think you just you just ride it out. If he if he doesn't make it this year, you try again next year. But at that point, then you're probably giving him a second chance elsewhere. Right, right. You know, I'm not saying that Pod Colson is Tage Thompson. Hear me out. I'm not saying that at all. But it wasn't until Thompson, like Thompson, he had nine points in 41, 12 and 65. Does this sound familiar? 14 and 38. And then only two years ago in his 23-year-old season, he goes 68 and 78. And then last season, crazy, 94 in 78. So hear me out. I'm not saying Pod Coles and Tage Thompson, but I always use Tage Thompson, who I love, as the precautionary tale about uh, yeah. not giving up on guys too early. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, it, do I think he'll be Tage Thompson? Probably not. No, no. no. Uh, but do I think that he'll get better for the next year or two? Probably. Yeah. Um, and even if he ends up just being a third line guy, you know, you don't really want to lose him for nothing. So right. keep him around. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I saw Sportsnet had a thing today, and then Ryan sort of brings it up uh, from the side, saying, "I think signing Bear makes a lot of sense for the Canucks." And Sportsnet had a thing about like defenseman stocks for the Canucks, and they said Ethan Bear's stock went up after this training camp <laughs> by not even um, being with the team. He's not even with the team, and he's injured <laughs> until I think December. Yeah. Um. Do you think signing Bear makes sense? Um. I don't like him as a permanent Hughes partner. But if if 
if he's coming in at 1.5, 1.3 because of injury and even prorated at that, um, if, if you're not happy and he, and you, there's some flexibility there, I don't mind it, but I don't want him for more than 1.5 million. Yeah, I like Ethan Bear. Uh, genuinely, yeah. I do. Uh, do yeah. I? You know, I think he'd make a, a good number six, honestly. Um, yeah. And yeah, that wouldn't really have any cap impact because you'd be sending a guy down to to sign him. Uh, yeah. So long as yeah, it is under about one point five, it would be mm-hmm. sort of where that cutoff is. Sure. Um, I like Ethan Bear. I would be totally yeah. okay with having him back. Uh, two uh, questions about Hronik. Well, Wolf Girl saying excited, and then Ryan says, "What's your guess for how much?" He'll make his next deal. So he's coming off a three-year, 4.4. Is the number starting with a six? I, well, I guess it depends on how well he does, but I could see him getting yeah. So he's six. an RFA yep. for one more year, basically. Right. So his contract expired this year. So they yep. have one RFA year and then any years. So they sign him for a six-year deal. They have to buy five UFA years. Mm. Um, could that number start with a six? Absolutely, it could. I yep. it could start with a seven or an eight. Wow. Um, wow. If he's good, right? Um, if he's, if he's quite good, um, I could see, but yeah, I think if he puts up, you know, like 35 points this year, maybe 40 points, like the last two years, uh, yeah, maybe it's a six, 6.5. Uh, and if, if he's excellent and he, and he performs even better then that number definitely can go up. Mm -hmm. Are you as high on him as I am? Not yet. Um, I need, I, I have really haven't seen him play. Yeah. I mean, I've seen highlights and he played what four games last year, but he, he was still kind of injured. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't seen him play. Uh, so okay. I, I have, uh, okay. I'm not sold yet. I'll ask you about him next Monday after he's played at least one game. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is there? Uh, we've got, we are at about time, but the, we, there's a lot of questions that came in. So well, a lot of them are about been... Taylor Swift, though, so... Okay, well, we can skip those ones. Um, Kai says, do you think the Canucks are trying to snag a demon off waivers before opening night? It's going to be try to, uh, tough with the cap. We can try to sneak good players. You can find upgrades for Irwin or for Juleson. I think it'll be tough. Uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't see that happening either. Yeah, it's a good thought, though, because you're right. Uh, as everyone tries to get guys down to start the season or to get cap compliant or whatever to do their roster maneuvering, yeah, there, there's always some fines there, but isn't that what a Wolanin is kind of already? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Not sure. Yeah, I, I I think the Canucks already have so many defense around that level. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's going to be any gems on the waiver wire, so to speak. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and as we wrap up, uh, Spartan asks: Is Sportsnet now worth it this year? Uh, if it's your only way to watch the games, I guess so. But Man, it is useless. Uh, so enjoy <laughs> dealing with that all year if you have to. Uh, what is he talking about? Like, just Sportsnet the channel? Uh, Sportsnet now is like the online one where if you don't have oh. cable, you can watch the games. And it sucks. Uh, <laughs> it, it breaks all the time. Uh, there's, there's Video player is bad. Yeah. Uh, the app isn't great. Um, Although but- I think I watched Canada-US FIBA bronze medal game from... Kelowna when I was speaking on Sportsnet now at like three in the morning and it worked. Oh, so when no one else was using it, it worked. Uh, that, that's a good point. <laughs> three in the that's morning. My, that's prime don't, time. Don't give away my secret. I don't service. want anyone else. Yeah, I don't want anyone else watching with me. So that's your key is to uh, is to actually go to bed when the Canucks game starts and then watch the VOD at three a.m. That was good uh, when no one funny. else uses the service. <laughs> All right. All right. That <laughs> and with good. that. Uh, we can probably wrap up. Folks, thank you very much for watching. Um, this is our last show of September. Next wow. week, it is October. Uh, we'll have a three more preseason games to talk about. We'll have actually like the main lineup playing, hopefully one or two of those. Uh, and we will be just a week away from our season preview, essentially, our predictions show. Um, for next week, I'm going to try to have the predictions up and ready so you can actually Ooh. plug in your predictions before we do. Uh, the ninth will be our prediction show. Make sure you're subscribed for that. Um, I just want to make sure, hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, we're three away from 1,500, so you might as well and, and yeah. try to be that number. There's got to um, be three in here that haven't subscribed yet. I know there is. It's probably about 30. <laughs> 20. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you might you might think you're subscribed and you might not be. It's that that happens all the time. I watch true. channels all the time. They're always more recommended. I'm not subscribed to them. It doesn't Me really too. mean anything. Hit the button anyways because the bigger number makes us feel better. Yeah. Uh, Clay, any parting words this Monday evening? 
Well, I'm giggling because um, through May, June, July, August, September, there are some shows where we were hurting. We were really hurting. We, yep. we canceled basically four in a row. <laughs> yep. But it's nice to feel like we are back into hockey season for sure. And looking forward to, to uh, covering it all with you. And uh, if you're not sick of hockey talk, I can do a very, I'm back to my nightly stuff, my late night crazy time. So anyone who still wants to chat for half an hour more, for whatever reason, if you're not exhausted, you can join me in about 15 minutes on my channel if you want. 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Yeah. Excellent, folks. Make sure you do that. Um, you can find Clay at Canuck Clay on YouTube and Twitter. You can find me at Parker's Pucks on YouTube and Twitter, or X as it's now called. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, hit the like button, do all that good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed uh, because it's hockey season. We'll be here every Monday all season long, um, and uh, we hope to have you here as well. Thank you all very much for watching, and we'll see you next week.